What's up, everyone? Welcome. Welcome to another episode of the two OGs talking 49er football. We're going to have a guest with us tonight. Um, many of you guys know who he is. Brandon from Forever Faithful uh, Podcast will be joining us momentarily. But tonight, uh, we're here to talk about another win. Oh, wait a minute. It wasn't a win. <laughs> it was a loss. And uh, we're going to talk about it. It sucks. It is what it is. Uh, here we are. How are you doing, uh, Peter? How was your uh, day today? I'm good. I'm good. Like it, it, I mean, it always sucks on a 49er loss, but uh, but at the same time, we're moving on. It's, we're still 5-2. and two. This is still be- a better situation than the 49ers are usually in, uh, like at this time of the year. So, uh, so yeah. I think that this team, uh, hopefully that they learn from this loss. Hopefully they see some of, they go back and look and are embarrassed at some of this tape. <laughs> and yeah, that we just keep it pushing and take it out on the Bengals next week. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest with you. Um, the way this defense has been playing lately, mm-hmm. the way that uh, Steve Wilkes has been uh, misusing the player and personnel, if you will, I don't know if we're going to beat the Bengals. I think the Bengals are going to uh, do some ass kicking, bro, and we're going to be the ones receiving mm. it. Uh, it. You know, we'll see what we'll see what happens. But uh, before we go any further, let's go ahead and uh, welcome everyone in the chat. Don Dots is in the chat. Welcome, welcome, What's going on, Don. We got a uh, royalty. Welcome, welcome, uh, Don. We got 49ers throwback in the house. What's up, 49ers throwback? We got, uh, uh, what is it? Oh, wow, that's small. Hold on. Give me a second. Even with my glasses, I can't read that. Imperia 408 in the house. Welcome. We got, uh, let's see who else we have. All right, let me go ahead and bring in our guest that loves to come in late and uh, ruin it for everyone. Uh, hold on, guys. Uh, let me remove the thing. Let me assign him to three. Boom. All right, let me shut down. Boom. All right, let's welcome everyone. Uh, Brandon from the Forever Faithful uh, podcast, who's not faithful coming in on time, but here he is. What's up, brother? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Can you hear us? Hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, now we can hear you. It helps when you take yourself off the mute. Yeah. Yeah. What's up, brother? Welcome to the show. Can you hear the background noise? Yeah, I can hear the TV in the background. Definitely. Hold on real quick. Let me turn it off. All right. Who cares about the Warriors anyway? What's up, Luis Moreno? Sorry, Lakers get their ass kicked. The language. It's the first game of the season. It's the first, yeah. It was, yeah. It was a long it was, season. 
that's why that's why I give him shit because it don't matter if it's one uh, game one or game eighty two, I'm still gonna give him shit. Okay. <laughs> I bet you can you couldn't you can't even name our five starters tonight. Your your five starters? No, yes. I can't because it's, yeah. I, Thank it's not you. My team. I don't want rats. Plus, <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, Anyways, enjoy those seventeen super this. Super Bowls. I mean, uh, championships. Uh, and we got a guy. This. We got a guy in the in the chat uh, by uh, Facebook user. Unfortunately, you got to identify who you are, or I'm gonna call you Mister Facebook. Uh, but welcome to the <laughs> channel. So we were talking about uh, before you came in, uh, Brandon. We were talking. Me and Pete were talking about uh, the game they just played out against Minnesota. Uh, Kirk Cousins uh, dropped back 45 times, and we didn't touch him once in a sack. Um, we have the same personnel, if not upgraded, by some additions uh, in that in that defensive. Why are we struggling more this year than we were last year? Do you think that Steve Wilkes has something to do with it? Yes. Yes, I do. Um, let me put it this way, dude. Nick Bosa basically kind of called him out without calling him out yesterday in the in press. game presser. Yes. And if that doesn't say something right there, then, I mean, come on. Wilkes needs to figure, figure something out because what he's doing right now, especially these past two games, it's not working. It's not working. It's a win. <laughs> What's up, my brother? You know, hold on. Let me make this bigger because I am tripping here. What's going on, Twin? How you doing, man? Yeah, what's going on, Twin? I, uh, you know I love my guy. Yeah, you, you know I love my guy, Twin. Like, uh, that, that is my guy. Like, uh, yes. and But we do not agree. <laughs> we do not agree on uh, uh on this on this subject like uh, i just think i gotta say about about wills i just think that the vibe is completely different um we can talk about percentage of plays and percentage of coverages called and all this other nonsense and uh but the reality and we can talk even talk about the the amount of points being scored we can talk about that too they gave up 370 yards they gave up 370 yards as well as 10. Uh, they beat the, the 49ers in time of possession by 10 minutes. <laughs> like, uh, that cannot happen. They couldn't get off the field. They couldn't get it, – it didn't even matter if they scored a whole bunch of points. They couldn't get off the field. And it's not It's not the – I don't think it's a personnel issue. There's the – these guys just – aren't being asked to do the same things that they were asked to be being asked to do the previous year. I don't see the same stunts and twists on the defensive line. And I'm sure somebody in chat is going to say, come up with some percentage uh, or a number of times that they, that, that, that it's the same, but I'm talking about situational play calling situational play calling. It has stunk and we can say what we want about, Oh, it was, it was, uh, What's his name? Mooney Ward's uh, fault. He should have gotten the interception. Like, uh, if he makes the interception, we're not talking about it. It still was a bad play call. 
And that is the reason that the re that happening, that that touchdown happening is the exact reason why it's a bad play call. Because if he didn't make it, or if he didn't, if uh, the guy get, there's nobody there. There's nobody there. There's no contingency plan. So we can make the Steve Wilkes job is to manage the process and to put these guys in a position to succeed. He is not doing that. In my opinion, these guys have, they obviously have different, uh, they're being asked to do different things. It might be in the same coverages, but it looks like they got different responsibilities because they are not firing on uh, they are not firing off the ball. They are not aggressive at all. I don't see the same bullies that I saw and the, the same physical play that we saw last season. I just don't see it now. And I, I really doubt that it's the, it's the player's mentality because I think that these, these guys have a really good locker room and it's just weird to me that you make one coaching change and all of a sudden that, that, uh, that whole vibe changes. It's gotta be, it's gotta be the, uh, the person that, that change the change. So, until proven otherwise, like uh, I, I just, I, I just, I gotta say that the same thing is better. We've got to see something better from Wilkes. He's got to figure it out. If it, if and it means that he's got to find a way to, uh, to, to get the players going, I don't care what he's got to do. He's got to get these guys play ready to play on Sundays. That is his job. Yeah. Also, too, is it's like why, why would you blitz uh, going into halftime, like? Just freaking play regular ball, you know, full four man rush, right? And or pass rush. Yeah, they should win pre uh, prevent kill, defense. Yeah, kill the time. Like, like yep. I don't know what Steve Wilkes was thinking, blitzing with all that time left too, especially. Like, I just I don't understand. Another thing too is a lot of people are saying too, you know, like Wilkes has been up in the booth, calling plays and stuff like that. Do you guys think that? Him not being down there with them um, is not giving them giving them like a lot of more confidence. Uh, no, bro, these guys are these or... guys are not college kids, bro. They're they're men. They don't no, need that. But, but you saw the energy off. from D'Amico and how hyped up he always gets whenever the defense always made a play last year. Like that that defense, like. Yeah, but how I much money that. are we paying Bosa? How many much money are we paying Hargrave? If he, if you can, if they need that more type of motivation of, of somebody jumping up and down on the sidelines, then these are the wrong guys to have on this defense. I understand I the, the charisma and the, you know the excitement and everything. I just think that uh, you know, like uh, Twin uh, Empire said, he doesn't. He, he made a good point. We don't give up a lot of points. Um, I know the topic that I brought out was about Steve Wilkes. And, and, and is he the problem? But me personally, I think it's uh, Kyle Shanahan is the problem in this loss. The scheme that he built, and I understand he built it because of uh, freaking uh, Jimmy G, who's trash. Um, if you're missing one component like Debo Samuel and you can't get the j uh, jet suites going, um, it just kind of throws a monkey wrench in the whole system. And they can execute the way they need to execute. Uh, before Debo went down, uh, we were what scoring thirty points in the first five games, and then Debo is is not able to play. 
and uh, suddenly we can't score no more than 17 points. Um, it's, I, I think it's a system uh, problem, uh, the way he built it. I want to get your guys' input on that, uh, your sincere mm-hmm. input, because the way the system's built is, is to be at the yak guys, right? The, the, the uh, yep. yards after the catch. But if you don't have one of the guys that leads, the, you know, if you don't have the engine that leads the car, which is Debo, I, I don't know. It just seems like, see, um, Minnesota, they were without Jefferson. But they found other ways to win without Jefferson. It seems like Kyle can't do it without uh, Debo. So I want to start, I'll start with uh, I, um, okay, go, go with Brandon real quick, and then I'll let you finish it off there, uh, Pete. For sure. Repeat that question again, dude. Seriously? It took me about an hour to say yeah, it. <laughs> dude, I don't know why, but you're... No mommies. Uh, yeah. The program you use on my computer, it makes it slow and cut out sometimes. Yeah, it's called that you have a cheap computer. Do you have that problem, no, no, no. Uh, Pete? <laughs> no, I can hear you. <laughs> there it is, bro. Uh. <laughs> but anyway, my, my question was, but I think are it's you wearing earphones? fault. No. Oh, that's probably it too. I have them right here, though. Um, my question was, my question was, I believe it's Kyle Shanahan's fault because of the scheme that he built, uh, and the way he runs the yak after the you know the the yards after the catch, and when you're missing a component like Debo, uh, that sets the tone for what he wants to do offensively, he seems not able to do anything better. To, to adapt without him on the field? Uh, I disagree. I think um, it's more of Kyle relying on Christian McCaffrey. Even with Debo in there, he still relies on Christian McCaffrey. You saw yesterday he used the sh- – can, can I cuss on here or no? Yeah, of course you can. I was kidding. Okay. Um, he used the shit out of CMC. And I like that one. I like that. That was perfect. That was perfect. Um, he uh, noticed that CMC didn't miss one snap at all in yesterday's game. So he relied on CMC once again. And with the stuff that was working, like the couple of slants to BA or the couple of passes that he had to George Kittle, he needs to open up the book more and go to other players than just CMC. And uh, defenses are focusing on CMC, and you've seen it the past two weeks now because CMC hasn't been getting a lot of rushing yards, right? And everybody's cracking down on him. So open up the playbook. Don't rely on CMC no more. You're seeing defenses are uh, going to attack CMC now. Go to somebody else now. Because at the end of the day, dude, we have more than just CMC. We have a lot of weapons on offense. I don't know why Kyle keeps doing this, but it needs to change. What's your thoughts there, Pete? So I got a couple thoughts. And I see you down there, twin, like uh, talking about the offense. And I agree. And I I absolutely agree that, uh, that the offense is a problem as well. But I think that it's and – I, and I like what you said about CMC, Brandon, because the fact of the matter is is the 49ers have a stable of running backs. They don't have just CMC. And 
what uh, and I got into with a uh, with a person on Twitter today about about the the run game and the 49ers all of a sudden losing completely losing their identity and them just basically going away from the run game and some guys said that that they were uh, that they they weren't going uh, away from the run game the run game wasn't working they only ran the ball 15 times yesterday with running backs 15 times in the past we if we didn't run the ball 30 times it was going to be a bad game and Kyle has completely kind of abandoned that whole that whole thing I think he's found a quarterback that he feels uh, runs his offense at an optimal level but because of that he has gone more to the drop back game has kind of abandoned his identity of a physical physical offense and time of possession and it's hurting us it's hurting us like because now all of a sudden you get a penalty that puts you back there's nothing you there's nothing that you can really do to get those yards back uh you're starting in a hole uh you're you're not wearing down the other team's defense at all like uh, that's that is part of being a physical football team is running the ball down their throat wearing them down wearing the defense down eating up time of possession that is the point of the running game and then using play action off of that which makes everything easier for purdy purdy is not a top tier i get and i before i say this let me preface this by saying can we just stop it with the the whole elite conversation it's it's not that he's he's not supposed to be a top tier quarterback he runs kyle's offense we've talked about it multiple times he is a point guard for this offense he is not the offense the offense shouldn't be running through purdy it should be running through this run game and then purdy is able to make the the couple of throws that jimmy couldn't make that was the purpose of him and that's why it looked so great when he first came in and now that we've gotten to the point to where kyle just feels like now purdy is the offense and he's just going to drop back 30 times a game he shouldn't be throwing the ball 30 times a game in my mind he shouldn't be throwing more than 20 to 25 at the most it should be about it should kyle is just he's get he gets in these these ruts where he he goes away from what works because he wants to try stuff out but in kyle's defense eventually he always finds himself again and i believe that that's what's going to happen again this year he's going to figure out that that what he's trying out isn't working and he's going to go back to the old tried and true of running the football and go, and building off of that with play action and it's going and it's going to get us back right that's what i feel is going to happen uh, but this happens every single season uh last year what did they start off three and four and and we were talking about the identity of this team the the year before that same thing like uh, it's it's a cyclical thing with kyle he's he wants to try out new things because he gets a new toy and he wants to he wants to just wear it out but the but the reality is is he's going to go back to what works eventually uh so that that's how i kind of feel about about kyle i do think i do blame kyle a lot for for this whole thing but i also blame the defense because you can't give up 370 passing yards that just can't happen i don't care if it's bend or break bend but don't break and that they didn't score but 22 i, I don't care like you can't give up 370 yards and give up 10 minutes of pen, uh, time of possession
Yeah, you like, got to get uh, off the and, field on third downs, bro. You can't be, yeah, keep giving yeah. converting those third downs into first downs, and you know the defense gets tired. It, it just seemed like they couldn't stop uh, the the Vikings' offense, and you know, yeah. And the fact and you that can't they miss couldn't field put goals. pressure, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. And that and that secondary has been vulnerable. And I think Forty Nine er Throwback made a, a comment earlier stating that. Here we thought that our secondary was going to be better because we got a secondary coach that is going to work with our secondary, and he doesn't trust his corners. He doesn't trust his corners, and they're the same corners from from uh, last year, like you said, Pete, earlier when we were talking. He doesn't trust his corners. Um, yeah. What is it that do you think, in your in your guys' opinion, that's going through the mind of Steve Wilkes? What is he trying to – I know you want every – Coordinator wants to put in their own wrinkle into what's already working, but it seems like whatever wrinkles he's trying to put in, or in my opinion, force in, is not working. What do you think he needs to do? Do you need you think he needs to adjust to the defense and how the defense was playing last year, more and less of him putting his wrinkles, or do you think he needs to put more wrinkles in and turn it more into his type of defense? Either one of you guys can answer. Yeah, I. Can't you mind if I go first, Brandon? <laughs> like, uh, so I believe, and I think we were talking about this off air too. I believe that Steve Wilkes needs to needs to turn on the tape, see what they were doing last year, and start adding in some of the stuff that that D'Amico was doing last year, which is a lot of twists and stunts and and uh, and kind of overloaded si- certain sides of the line on obvious passing downs. Like, I mean. It's it's really simple what they were doing. They weren't doing a lot of blitzing. It was timely blitzes, uh, and it was it just wasn't. It blitzing wasn't a substitute for the pressure. the The defensive line was still getting pressure even towards the end of the season. Like uh, they were get, they were still getting pressure. They might not have been getting sacks, but that but the they were getting pressure. The way that they're they're letting the defensive line go to like in these games. Is they're just like it's like they're just hiking the ball. Okay, you guys go go up the field, and then it's all up to the back end to to hold it down. But they're not getting pressure, so you're going to have to manufacture pressure by twits and stunts and stunts. Like I mean, that's you if you're going to rush four, that's what you have to do to get to. Uh, like you just can't trust that the defensive line is just going to overpower the other team's offensive line. Like uh, that's just to me, that's just a recipe for disaster. Go ahead, Brandon. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I agree, Pete. Um, I think because I, I mean, I don't know what goes through Steve Wilkes' head, but I feel like because the defense is already used to rushing for, like you said, Pete, um, in my opinion, I think they should just stay with it because it was working, and I think Steve could figure it out and, you know, make something happen to where uh, the defense looks better than what it has the past two weeks. Um, we've been getting, like, I don't know, man. It's just, it's hard because just the way they played the past two weeks, I'm just like, what happened to the defense that we saw during the Dallas game? You know, like, that was that was top contender team, right? And that defense came out and they played. Like, they the trusted his corners. Exactly. And, you know, 
Another thing too is I have to call out is the penalties. The penalties uh, are killing us as well, man. Like they need to clean that shit up too. I don't know, man. It's just like I don't even know what to say at this point right now because our defense has has looked crazy. Like not the same defense that I know that they can be, even though they haven't given up a lot of points. The yardage and the open receivers, all that stuff, no bueno, man. We need to we need to cut it down, uh, regroup, and get their shit together because if we're trying to be a Super Bowl contender team this this year, uh, that's not Super Bowl contender right there. That's high school shit right there. Yeah, it's, I mean, there's always a lot of uh, work, there's always a lot of questions when a team goes five and zero and then just drops two back to back to teams like mm-hmm. Cleveland and Minnesota. Uh, they definitely have to look mm-hmm. inwards and figure this shit out, figure it out quickly, and make the necessary uh, changes defensively. Um, we got to continue to put pressure on the quarterback. I, I noticed that the quarterbacks uh, or offensive strategies from the offensive coordinator facing our defense is, at least this year, is let's get the ball out of the quarterback hands quickly. Uh, and because they know that we can put the pressure. It's not like our, our, our defenders are not getting through. It's just as soon as they get near the quarterback, the ball's out of their hand. And, it, and mm-hmm. it's, a, it's something that it makes it hard for us to get sacks. And, and it seems like uh, def- offensive coordinators are making that adjustment. So now, what does Steve Wilkes do to counteract that? What does he got to do? He'll say, okay, the quarterback's getting uh, the ball out quick. So now he has to work on the secondary, and they have to be more uh, better coverage. They got to bump right at the line. They got to make sure to harass the receivers, not let them get clean runs. I mean, I, I would like to know, what do the uh, Wilkes need to do as a coordinator and what type of adjustments need to be made in order for us to uh, change this thing that they're doing by getting the ball rid in 2.5 seconds? What do you guys think that Wilkes needs to do to for the quarterback to hold on to the ball a little bit longer? Um, I think it's better coverage in the backfield, but I want to get your guys' thought and also people in the comments. What are your guys' thoughts? What does Wilk have to do to uh, avoid to keep getting these offensive coordinators getting the ball so quickly? Go go ahead, Pete. Oh, okay. Uh, so I've talked about this one in the past as well, and I just think that they, in the past, it felt to me like they weren't playing so much off coverage. Uh, we know that Mooney Ward is not good at off coverage. That's not his game. Uh, and the... I think that these guys are at their best when they can get up and get physical with the receiver with the, uh, with yeah, with the receivers. It's, it's just, it's going to give the defense that extra second to get near the quarterback. And you've got to bump these guys. They, they can't have free ring. Cause what's happening right now is like you said, they're getting the ball out in 2.5 seconds, but when they get the ball out, there's nobody around them. There's nobody around. They're just catching balls wide open every single time. And you cannot tell me that every person in that secondary 
is is not doing is it, it's a it's their fault and it's their problem. I I just I yeah like I reject that notion, like uh, because this was not they were very physical in the past, and that was what this defense was known for was being physical. And if they got beat over the top because they were being too physical, I could live with that. They were just getting beat, but this, uh, but this, of just allowing them to catch the ball underneath over and over and over again, and we're just going to blame the defensive line for not getting home uh, because they can't get to the quarterback in two point five is, I, I just think it's the it's the it's just the wrong. I think it's the wrong thing to be even. Yeah, it, it's it's just it's a little ridiculous to me, in my opinion. I know that we want Steve Wilkes to be good, and I see the and I and I get it that they're not scoring a ton of points. But at the same time, you're going to need your defense at some point. Their defense has been giving up yards like there's no tomorrow. This defense, we can talk about points all we want to, but this defense is not even top five right now. This was the number one defense in the league last year. Like uh, this, de- the the defense currently is in what the middle to the uh, to the lower middle of the of the league now, in giving up yards. Like I mean, that cannot happen. You're keeping your offense off the field. So unless you're expecting the de- the uh, if you're giving up ten minutes of possession time, like uh, then you're just asking your offense to score basically every time they get on the field. They have to score every time they get on the field because you're just going to leave. You're going to leave their offense on the field the majority of the game. So I'd be I'd be interested to hear what people's reaction is to is to that part of it, like because I don't think that we're thinking uh, when we're talking about the amount of points that are given up. I don't think that we're talk that we're thinking about the time of possession that that's eating up. True, true, and you also can't have an all pro running back fumble the ball twice <laughs> yeah. now that's a no-no you, you know I question understand hey a question question for you because all i hear all the time about about uh shanny is that hey guy fumbles the ball or a guy misses a block that he's in he's going to be in shanny's doghouse and he's not going to get touches so is he going to do the same thing to cmc now of course not well i mean why not we should be yeah. holding him accountable just like everybody else right yep I agree because he's fumbled. He, he he fumbled it twice already now, in the end zone. But but I, and I know why you guys are saying what you're saying. I understand that you know it's and you're right. But let's be real. Do we want CMC in the doghouse? We need CMC, and I understand where you're coming from. You know, if it would have been anybody else, they're in the doghouse. Uh, we've seen it with Shani, but Shani's not stupid either. CMC gives us a great chance to win each and every time he's on the field. Not only in what he does in his own production, but how defensive uh, coordinators plan their game for a guy like CMC. Now, I wasn't happy and pleased with that turnover, but this kid is special. And I read somebody somebody in the comments wrote earlier about, you know, CMC's hurt and Kyle Random every snap. Listen, if you're the highest paid running back, in my opinion, and you say you can play, your ass better play. I don't believe in that crap of, 
you know, rest the player because he's valuable. He might miss a couple more weeks if he if he plays too early. Nobody knows their body like a player does. I've been hearing all last week prior to the, him playing yesterday that you got to save CMC from himself. You got to save him from himself. Stop with that bullshit. And nobody knows their body more than the player themselves. And the coach understands this as well. If a player says, I can play, and he gives you the best option to win, you better damn put him in there. He's making the, he's the highest paid running back. I don't know what your guys' thought is that, but I, I'm not with that. Nope. If, if, you know, he's not 100%, don't play him. If he says he can go, he can go. And I don't know about you guys, but did uh, Christian McCaffrey give any indication that he was hurting in all those snaps? No. At least I didn't see no. it. Yeah, I didn't see any issue, but I so, feel like he's a warrior. Yeah, but he, like, not even a pain or stretch or nothing. You know, you know, because you know the camera was on him when he wasn't looking, but nothing. So the thing is, if he can go, he can go. Uh, so from that perspective, I'm okay with him playing. Now the fumble issue is a problem because now that's not usually what he does, but now this is his second time doing it, and and it kind of take away the whole momentum, right? Because we get the INT with Ward. We score first, and who knows how it would have turned out. But then you turn the ball over, and it kind of happened the same way the first time he turned it over, right? Then a Warner mm-hmm. or, somebody, or somebody get an interception, and then we were supposed to score, and he turns it back to the... Yep. It's like, come yep. on, CMC. Don't, who are you yeah. playing for? But, I mean, real, real, like, why are we depending... On a run on one running back, <laughs> we've got Kittle, we've got Ayuk, they've got at least two other running backs that can run, like uh, Elijah Mitchell, who hasn't really gotten gotten a chance to really get going, and then Jordan Mason. Every time he touches the ball, he's getting five, <laughs> like uh, so I five or six, like so I don't I don't I'm not quite sure as to what we are waiting for to diversify, and uh, and I heard a lot of people talk. Uh, about that we can't run we can't they just they were stopping the run well because you're not consistent with it your uh, teams are gonna stuff the run from time to time every run play that you run is not gonna be is not gonna go for 10 yards like uh, you have to keep doing you have to be consistent with it because just like even minnesota they they didn't have a ton of rush they didn't have a ton of rush yards but what happened was they had that one or two big plays off of it for the majority of the game, they were getting stuffed. The defense didn't play bad against the run, as far as I'm concerned. They had the one, the one or two um, like missed tackles that caused big runs, but for the most part, they were stuck, but they were consistent. And they busted a couple. That's what that's what has to happen with the 49ers run game. And I feel like that's what that we have to get back to and just wearing teams down. Uh, the time I, I I'm not gonna gloss over the whole time of possession thing. I think that that is that is a huge piece. And then I mean because the 49ers only punted once. We're talking about the offense. They only punted once. Yeah. Like, uh, did anybody else notice that that they only punted once? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's so we're talking about the offense, but how many attempts did, or how many chances did they really get if they only punted once? And they still lost, and they still only scored seventeen points. And and they scored that against a defense that you're not going to sit there and convince me that it's way better than the Browns. 
This defense is not par to what the what they what they are, and the Niners couldn't move the ball. And it seems like uh, Kyle. Somebody mentioned in the comments something that uh, Kyle has a trust issue, and if he doesn't trust a certain player, he doesn't go to them. He goes to those that he trusts. He's not, and I don't like that about Kyle. I really don't. I, he doesn't go like a Ronnie Bell because he's a rookie. He doesn't go uh, uh, Jordan Mason. Okay, so he had some fumbling issues earlier this season. Well, he's not doing it now. It's like mm-hmm. you got to give players opportunities to redeem themselves. And it seems like Kyle doesn't trust you unless you are a big name like CMC. You know, or a big name like, you know, a, a Kittle. Other than that, yeah. you pretty much, I mean, he doesn't trust you. He doesn't trust Kittle either most of the time. That's so. true. <laughs> what were you yeah, gonna- notice <laughs> Notice too that uh, so Elijah Mitchell gets out there right, goes what freaking one rush for minus one yard, okay. And then we know we didn't, yeah. And then we didn't see freaking uh, Jordan Mason at all either last night, and he's been doing pretty well the past couple weeks. He's like averaging what six yards a carry, something like that, right? That's all he does. (laughs) That's all he does is average six yards a carry. I I don't I don't I don't care. I just don't. But, like, he's he's gaining those yards, though, is what I'm saying. It's like he's gaining more than what Elijah Mitchell has been getting, right? But He's like, averaging more than CMC, too. Yeah. So, I don't know. Something has to – they have to figure this out. Uh, we cannot lose three in a row and then go into the bye week. It will not be looking pretty. Um, they're playing at home this weekend against Cincy. Uh, hopefully, with a home crowd out there as well, uh, something will change and they'll look uh, like them old, them old selves again uh, this weekend. And they change whatever they need to to. Uh, that home, that home crowd better play secondary. Oh, for real. <laughs> because if they're not playing secondary, bro. <laughs> and this is not towards you, Brandon, but I'm just I'm directing this towards the de- the defense. We gotta do. We gotta do better, and the the tackling, it's it's beyond oh, yeah. this missed tackle. All pro Fred Warner, and I love me Fred, but the dude had like three missed tackles, I, and I know players are entitled to have a bad game, and so I'm not gonna be harsh on Fred, but they gotta tighten up on these tackling because it seemed like these players were just bouncing off of them, and two yards turned into six yards. That can't happen so- either. So yep. last night they had seven missed tackles, I believe. Uh, but That's terrible. I wouldn't say it was all on Fred, though, because it seemed like Fred was literally the only one playing out there on defense, to be honest with you. He was making fucking plays. You know what I mean? Like, he, he, he had his missed tackles. Yeah, he had his missed tackles. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he, did, he did, but but his good uh, his good plays uh, over – Overdid that those missed tackles, especially that one that he jumped over the middle to stop uh, Kirk Cousins mm-hmm. on that little QB sneak, you know. Yeah, I'm not trying to take yeah. nothing away from Fred Warner. You're right; he made some excellent plays, uh, Brandon. He went over the, but that still doesn't take away from the bad shit you do. You, you, mm-hmm. He's an old pro. He's an old pro, and he spoke about it himself. He spoke about it himself. Him and Bosa, him and Bosa both did. Like they both took accountability. 
like uh, which I love about them. Yes. Like, uh, but they they both took they both took accountability that they have to play better and that they have to lead these guys. Those like, are true uh, leaders. So, yeah, like they they took accountability for it. So I don't have any problem. Like uh, they with yeah, uh, I, I don't have a problem no. with the defense as a whole. I just I'm not a fan of this. I'm not a fan of the play calling, and I'm not a fan of the scheme right now. Like uh, and and then I'm just not a fan of the identity of this team. Uh, uh, overall, right this right right this second, like uh, last year we were talking about we were the bullies. We were the most physical team on the in the league. We just have not been. Like uh, it was like we gave out all of it away after the Cowboy game. Like uh, we haven't we haven't seen that team since. Are we in panic mode yet? No. no. Okay. Good. No. I like to hear. We can you can you can be upset. I like I think that's the biggest thing about about all this. You can be upset about the play that that's out on the field. Like there there's nothing, and you can still believe in the team. Absolutely. I still think we have the best. I still think we have the best roster in the league. And yeah. like, and I still think Shani is one of the best coaches in the league. I have full faith in this team. Like, uh, I just think that they, it's, I'm almost glad that these things are happening right now because it gives them time to figure to it fix out. It. Yep. Exactly. And remember too, what, and uh, a lot of people have been pointing this out. The Niners lost week six and seven last year too. And they were three That's and what four. I'm saying. They yeah. were like three and four. Yeah, so, the yeah, thing I'm that scares worried. me, we started slow two years in a row and started picking up steam. I'm yeah. afraid that this year is going to be the reverse. We started strong and we're just going to shit all the way down the uh, the road. Hopefully that's not, and I don't think that's the key. I'm being sarcastic with that, yeah. but I believe in Kyle. I, I Kyle is a very smart coach. Uh, he has his faults, and the thing people don't realize, as fans, we should be able entitled to criticize and hold these pl- these coaches and players to a higher standard because we pay for the merchandise. We, we support them, but it doesn't mean, at least for me, it doesn't mean that I don't love my team. I got a tattoo in my hand and to them, no matter where I go, I'm representing the team, but I'm not going to sit there and not criticize. I'm going to give flowers when people deserve flowers and I'm going to speak highly of them. But when they screw up part as a content creator, I'm going to be, I'm going to put them under the microscope and say, Hey, Mm-hmm. I don't think he did right here. I don't think this happened there. Whether people agree with me or not, that's fine. But I'm not going to sit there and just love on Kyle because he's a great coach. Uh, he should, yeah. you know, he shits the bed a lot. But am I ready to get rid of him and get him? No, nowhere near am I ready to get rid of Kyle because there's nobody mm-hmm. out there that I can think of bringing in. They can do the same production that he's producing. So don't get it mistaken just because I criticize him. Or we, Chris, it doesn't mean I want him fired. Or I yeah. want, you know, the, uh, Steve Wilkes fired. I just want Steve Wilkes, now that I'm searching it to see, I want him to just to make adjustments and figure exactly. out what's not working and fix it. Don't stay with the same uh, pattern because it's not working. Now, we're, we're giving up a lot of yards, uh, and we're not giving up a lot of points. But in this case, it's kind of confusing for me a little bit, guys, because... We only gave up 22 points, which is not a lot in the NFL. But that mm-hmm. offense couldn't do shit. And I love Brock Purdy. I'm a huge supporter of Brock Purdy. This is only his second year, but first year as a starter. He's a, he has a lot to learn. And people are too quick 
This is a fan base for you. Let me put it in a nutshell. They're too quick to crown him as an elite mm-hmm. quarterback. Then they're too quick to call him a bust. What is yep. it? Is he elite or is he a bust? Stop being emotional. Stop How about emotional. a little bit in between? Yeah, it's like either he's a bust or he, don't crown him too fast and don't dismiss him too fast. Let him play. Let him figure his crap out. Let him make yeah. his mistakes and get better. You People cr- uh, crown people too fast, and then they want to f- get rid of them. What is this yeah. microwave? Li- uh, l- the things that we live, all microwave, everything wants to be like right now. I don't understand yeah. that. Please make some note of it. I don't understand. Please explain that to me. I think that it's always been that way. It's like the fan bases have always been that way. I think it's just more prominent now because of social media. But it, it so it just it's just obviously in your face at all times. But I I would say that Brock, like I said, I I still like really like Brock, and I still think that Brock could win. They that they can win with Brock. I think that that the the biggest thing is that you need to stop treating him like he's like you said like he's already elite. Like why are we crowning him this early as elite? He needs to build up that resume and get uh to the to the point to where and i get shanny wants to trust him he shows more faith in him every single week but at a certain point you have to look at what's going on around you the team that you have that you have and and the identity of your team and not want to go away from the identity of your team like not lose yourself you can't lose yourself because you got a new toy that that can't happen like uh, and I think that's what happened with CMC. I think that's what happened. That's what's happening with Brock. Is that Kyle finds a toy that's that's working that that is like nice and shiny and and it's all of his friends are looking at oh look at your new toy and that but then at the at the same time they're they've got he's got all these more powerful uh, like uh, toys in the in the garage that can't even get out of the that can't even get out of the garage <laughs> because. Because you're focusing on those two, and it's, I, I think it, it eventually when Kyle when Kyle figures it out and starts getting everybody involved, it's going to make his job and everybody's job a lot easier. Anything you want to add there, Brandon? No, uh, I agree with Pete a hundred percent. Yeah, I just so okay. So moving on a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about the offensive line. I, I hear a lot. Of, I, I oh. like to be lit. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, Beth, though. Uh, just real fast. I mean, like a lot of people are saying um, the offense and Pretty had a, a real bad game yesterday. But to me personally, I mean, besides those two interceptions. He had a good uh, game. Pretty had a good game. And what, I feel like one of the interceptions – was actually on Jawan and not Purdy. Yeah, I feel like Jawan stopped uh, a little bit, but that could be me. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'm but, not. I'm not gonna agree with you on that one. I I hear what you're saying. He did play good. Uh, he bounced back good based on what he did on against the Browns. But those two interceptions were right in the chest between the numbers of those of that corner, same corner. Uh, I think he's trying to recruit him to play for us, I guess, because the way he threw the ball at him. But <laughs> Jawan Jennings was nowhere near, bro. He he, he, he wasn't. Now, maybe he didn't cut the right way. Now, this is the thing, yeah. too, people need to realize. 
Brock Purdy throws with anticipation. Exactly. He throws because he doesn't have the strength, so he throws with. He expects you to be there. So if he was supposed to mm-hmm. cut right and he cut it left, and the ball's already up in the air, so that could be, in a sense, uh, Jawan Jennings' fault uh, based on what the, uh, what the call was. But you guys got to mm-hmm. remember, he throws with anticipation. He's not, he's not a, a Josh Allen where once, you, once a receiver gets to his spot, boom, he throws a, a dart right to them. He has to anticipate the ball up in the air before the uh, receiver even makes his cut. So maybe it was, maybe you are right. Just because Juwan Jennings wasn't near the ball, maybe he just didn't cut the right way and uh, Brock Purdy let it go. Yeah, uh, it was an extra hitch. He put yeah. an extra hitch in his end because Jawan Jennings is not the fastest guy on the planet. No. So at the top of his route, he needs to get he needs he has to find ways to get separation. And like uh, and I don't think that him uh, all the other times that Brock had thrown that pass, it was to somebody else that made a clean break. And uh, and like you said, he was passing with anticipation. He wasn't expecting Jawan to take the extra step in the other direction. And here we are. <laughs> So. Go ahead. You want to add anything, Brandon? I'm reading uh, Twins Empire's uh, message. Uh, no. Um, I just, all I got to say is uh, uh, more had a good game too on our line. Uh, but uh, you saw it, you saw it last night, guys. Like that, our O line was getting eaten up too. Um, you saw the pressure. Three man rush. Oh, yeah, this is. I mean, I, let me get your guys' opinions on McKibbitz. How do you think he did last night? He looked like he looked like McGlinchey. Um, <coughs> he looked like McGlinchey because a three man rush and a guy and he completely whiffs on the block. Uh, otherwise, I didn't think that the offensive line necessarily did that bad with it when you consider they didn't have Trent Williams. Um, like uh, it was. I don't think that they and flowers are Jenny ever. Moore, bro. Yeah, I don't think they ever committed to the run, and I think that that was part of the problem. But yeah, I don't think the offensive line is a, a major problem. Like you said, Trent Williams wasn't in there. Flowers and credit to uh, Jalen Moore for handling his side. Uh, McKivitz, mm-hmm. you know, didn't have a great game. He didn't. I don't think he had a bad game. I mean, how many sacks did we give up? Maybe we only two? gave up. Uh, Let's see. And they two? blitz one. We gave up one sack. One, one. According to Brandon, one sack. Okay, one so sack. you give up one sack, and they and the amount of time they blitz, they may be running three linemen, but they're always blitzing their corners or safeties, or linebackers. Excuse me. So they're always they blitz the most in the NFL. Uh, Brian yeah. Fl- uh, Flower does that, or whatever his last name is. Uh, Only three tackles for loss. Yeah. So. The offensive line did their job pretty well. And one thing about Brock Purdy, even though he made those two bonehead throws, um, he's great under pressure. His uh, percentage of getting the ball out when the defenders are in his face. In other words, he doesn't get scared. He knows he's going to get hit, and he still delivers the ball. This Is he elite? No. I don't want to crown nobody elite until they show me more. But is he able to run Kyle's system? To the best of his ability, absolutely. That's why Kyle trusts him because he's not afraid of getting hit. He's not afraid of threading the needle. He'll let it go. Uh, he doesn't get his confidence. Don't get shaken. 
that quickly. And so I do like Brock. Now, people are like, well, Joe Montana would have uh, won the game, you know, you know, in that okay. time. I'm like, Joe Montana's retired. What do you mean, Joe Montana? Brock Purdy did enough. Yeah. Did, he, did he do would have been great if he would have won the, if he would have got the winning touchdown? Absolutely. But and he put, he put them in a position to, to win the previous game against the Yeah, Browns. it was so. a field goal. So he's still learning. This kid is still learning. Now, if it sounds like I'm making excuses, that's that's your prerogative. That, that's your choice of, of yeah. thinking. But I, I, I will sit there and criticize Brock Purdy. Like earlier, mm-hmm. Brandon said, it might have been Jawan Jennings. I think he just threw it straight to the... But again, I don't know about the anticipation part because I'm not Kyle Shanahan. I don't know what the play call was. But the point is... He makes his mistakes, but to blame Brock Purdy and everything, this, I mean, who do you guys want? Jimmy G back? Absolutely not. Nick Mullins? No. Uh, now, then I've been hearing too, bro. Well, the same people that don't want Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins has a one damn good game against our defense, and now suddenly everybody wishes we had him. It's like, what is this, an emotional roller coaster? It's like, that's 49ers Twitter for you. Do you let me ask I mean, you, based on what he did last last night, would you still take him over Brock? Honest no. question. No, I wouldn't. Like, uh, I, I mean. No, not at all. Yeah, no, I, I, I wouldn't necessarily because I, I, I like Brock. Like, uh, I just, and but I would say the exact same things about Kirk, Kirk Cousins. I don't want him throwing the ball 40 times a game in this offense. I want them to run the ball. Yep. And I want them. To, I want them to regain their identity, be physical, uh, claim all the time of possession, shorten the game up, and and then be able to lean on your defense. Like uh, that's that's what I want to see. And then Brock's there to make those couple of throws that Jimmy couldn't make. It's really that simple. It's really that simple. And I, I don't understand why uh, why we're overcomplicating, like uh, why we're overcomplicating. The whole thing that this team won without they got to the NFC championship without CMC. They got there without uh Brock Purdy. They got there with without uh with a young Debo. They got to a Super Bowl with a young Debo, uh a who wasn't Debo at the time. There was no wide back. Uh they had Kittle and and Mostert and Ken Kendrick Bourne. And a, a washed up Emmanuel Sanders, like uh, they can make it with it with this team. They absolutely can make it with this team. This team is so much better on offense than that 2019. The pieces are like uh, that they can make it. That Kyle just has to get out of his own way. Yeah, I I, I agree. I agree. Um, I like Brock Purdy. I think. Uh, I love the way they use uh, CMC, but I'm also with you guys. Jordan Mason, such a great running back. Uh, give some rest to uh, CMC. I don't understand why Kyle, even though I understand CMC is a great running back and a receiver, and it's having him on the field that's important because Kyle can call certain plays when CMC is on the field other than having Mason on there. But you got to give Mason an opportunity to run. This guy, he's a he runs between the tackles. He's a mauler. Why didn't he? I don't know. I even know how many um, plays did he get. 
How many snaps did uh, I know he got in there, but how many snaps did he get? Or did he get any? Because I know uh, Elijah got in a yesterday's very few. game. Yeah, in yesterday's game. Yeah, no, Elijah only got one carry, and uh, and Mason got none. No, he got none. Okay, see, he got none. That's what I. That's what I'm saying. When CMC literally took every single snap, basically. Yeah, he got 15. He only got 15 carries. Uh, like, uh, and CMC only got 15 carries. That's what I'm saying. That that cannot happen. That you that you're so that who's you to only blame run on the that? ball Is with that your Kyle? That's Kyle or or, or CMC. Ultimately, I know Kyle. it's Kyle because he's a coach. I understand, Kyle. but do you think CMC is like I want the ball and Kyle's like okay? No. But I mean, even if he was saying that he wanted the ball, he only they only ran the ball with running backs 15 times. Yeah, yeah. Like they you also can't, you cannot you're not going to win games. You're not going to win time of possession only running the ball 15 times. You're just not. Go ahead, Brandon. Here's my uh, question for you guys. Uh, since we're talking about blame, uh, who's it to blame for the whole game? <laughs> the whole game? Yeah, I mean, there's so many. Yeah. <laughs> it's a compl- it's, start. It's the second loss in a row where it's a complete team team loss. Special teams, special teams. We missed a kick. Uh, we missed a field goal. Um, offense oh, yeah. fumbled the ball and got two picks. The defense yeah. gave up some ridiculous points and ridic- and a couple and just missing tackles all over the place. It's a complete team loss all the way down to the coaching staff. Yeah. Like uh, it's you, they were not ready to play again for the second game in a row. But, that cannot uh, happen. And how are how are you guys feeling uh, after Jake Moody misses a field goal again? I feel um, I feel the same way that I felt uh, when they when they picked him third overall. It was a mistake of a pick. <laughs> like uh, not not because and he might end up being good. Like, but the yeah. reality is this: is uh, you don't spend a third rounder on a kicker, and no, you just don't do it. Now, in the sense of where he got picked, I I, I see where you, your point is there, Pete. But as just as a kicker, let's forget where he got picked. Let's just talk to him as a kicker. People need to just kind of chill out a little bit, okay? It's like, you know, we should fire uh, uh, Moody. We should cut him and bring back go. The guy made a 55, okay? Yeah, he missed okay. the, 40, the 40, and he's going through some issues, but he made a 55. He's young. You got to give these players time to develop. and fight. You know, everybody are warriors from watching on TV, right? Everybody, you're sitting there eating a hamburger or a hot dog, nachos and drinking beer, and you're all chin going. This is what the, this is what this player should do. This is what that play. But I bet you, if I put your ass out there to kick the ball, you'd be missing all. Lo- and I'm talking about everyone. The ball would be going everywhere. It's not easy. Now they're getting paid. I understand, but he still has to find his identity, who he is. He has to figure shit out. It's not like he's been kicking for two or three years. I, I'm a firm believer. You got to give every player at least three years to see what they're going to be. Three years. But that's my point, Beto. That's my point. Is the fact of why if this is a team that is trying to go to a Super Bowl, why do you take away a veteran kicker? Why do you give away a veteran kicker and then replace them with a rookie that has not found themselves? Because he wanted more money than what he's because he he hold he held the Niners hostage. No. No. He he said he didn't want to be there. I'm not talking, even talking about gold at this point. I'm talking about you could have brought in. Oh, you're talking about another veteran. You got wanted. You, got you. Okay. You could have picked any veteran kicker you wanted to to pick. There was a bunch of them out there. 
Like, uh, you chose to go with a rookie kicker <laughs> because you thought you were going to set yourself up for the foreseeable future. But the the history of rookie kickers is not good. It's not good. And especially ones that are picked high. So I just don't, I just think it was a bad, that part was a bad idea. And it's already lost us one game. It's already lost us one game in it. And, and it had a hand in losing this game. Like, uh, I'm just afraid of what's going to happen down the stretch with him. Because we, like you said, he doesn't have, he, we don't know what he is. Nope. And we don't know if he's going to turn it around. Uh, so the unknown with him is That's the scary. problem. Yeah. I mean, he can give you that winning field goal that everybody picks up, up and we're like, heck yeah. Or he can miss that freaking kick that we lose the Super Bowl. Kind of like the Bills against yeah. the Giants. You but know, that puts it, extra pressure on him as well. Yeah. Being a third round pick of a Super Bowl ready team. And that's why I, that's, there's just multiple reasons why I just thought that that was a bad yeah, yeah, I also heard too that he was losing his footing too, especially during like pregame uh, yeah. warmups. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, uh, I like I like I like his smirkiness though. He he clowned at uh, Aitman. I think it was Aitman that said it, or somebody mentioned it, but or it was uh, uh, Joe Buck. But uh, he's like, I forgot. I, I don't want to quote what, he, what Joe Buck said. He was told by by Moody, but Moody clowned him. Like, what do you want me to do? You know, change shoes or I don't know how you said it, but I thought it was hilarious. And then he goes and misses a kick and Joe Buck took took the opportunity to kind of nail that on him. But you know, he made a fifty five yarder. We lost by five. It would have been two. At the end of the day, two or five still would have been a loss. Now I understand who knows what the momentum is uh with that forty one yarder that he missed. But imagine if he would have missed that fifty five, it would <laughs> Uh, oh, they probably wouldn't even well, go home with them. Honestly, in the moment, I was like, "Why? Are, we should have just gone for it. Like, why are we? Why? Why are we giving him the ball right now?" I questioned that like, too. I, maybe I thought they were trying to build his his confidence, but it, yeah, I mean, okay, but I mean, and I guess, like, but, but yeah, it's a it, scary. You're it's gonna scary give him decision. a 55 yarder after he just missed a 40. Like, I mean, I, 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 I was like. What are we? I was just thinking to myself, what are we doing? Or maybe Kyle I, I told him this: You make it, I'll give you another chance. You miss it, your ass is gonna coming home on your own, and we're finding <laughs> another kicker. Because yeah, if he had missed that fifty-five <laughs> yarder, like you could only imagine Twitter after that. Oh yeah, they would have crucified him. They would have yeah. been, you know. I mean, they're already crucifying him. Yeah, like, that's uh, terrible. It would have just got. It would have just been that much worse. And, uh, but that's my thing is you're putting all that pressure on a rookie to, I mean, they're in the spot. Kickers are in the spotlight consistently, consistently. It's not like a wide receiver that has the time to come in and make an impact, uh, or a running back or any other position, really. Like every other position <laughs> is giving some leeway, but kickers, they are in They're They're going to be in high pressure situations throughout the season i'm oh, sorry damien lee cracked me up when he put taylor swift yeah. at nose tackle yeah i mean anyway i thought it was funny but men, men yeah men just kind of run away from her on a regular basis so i mean it's unless a, you're uh kelsey yeah, well that's right now yeah i know huh <laughs> that's right you now 
about another month and uh they'll be yeah good. i was about to say everybody everybody tests the waters and then they and then they talk about how crazy she is that's what i hear i'm not, I'm not a big huge follower of her or whatever but yeah. you know anyway that's that that's that's with kansas city anyway but uh yeah anyway we're, we came to an hour uh so we're going to conclude um what do you guys want to see? I'm going to ask uh, Brandon, so he's, he's our guest. What changes do you want, whether it's on the offense or defense, to be made to, to go going forward? And then, Pete, you can close this out. Mm-hmm. Uh, tighten up on defense, especially our secondary. Um, our secondary has been ass. And... Uh, on offense, I want Kyle to stop relying on CMC as much as he is and spread the ball around. We have a, like great talent all around, so put them to use. Like, I mean, look at George Killer had that big game against the Cowboys, right? Right now, you had a big game against, uh, was it the Steelers? Uh, Debo had a good, uh, big game against the Giants. Like, you know, I mean, I know Debo's out right now still, but just spread the ball around. We have more than just CMC in the back. Um, and we don't have to always rely on CMC because defenses are noticing that stuff now. So we got to change it up. We got, we got to change it up and make something happen because, uh, us, Getting killed by mediocre teams, especially, is pretty ridiculous. If, especially if we're trying to contend in the Super Bowl. So, yeah. Close is up, right? Okay, so the my main thing. I just want to see two things. I want uh, I want us to get back to our identity on offense. I think that Kyle needs to. Stop being a prisoner of his own play sheet and call what needs to be called in the moment. And and then my last thing is, is, is that I think Steve Wilkes need to fi- needs to figure out the pass rush and uh, and find a way to get this defensive line uh, a way to a way to get them more uh, to the quarterback without having to blitz. Like that that shouldn't it shouldn't be necessary. They they've found ways to get pressure with four. Uh, like in the past there's they have more talent now than they've had in the since uh, probably ever <laughs> and uh, so they just need to figure out a way to get the the pass rush with four um so those are my two things i just think kyle needs to get out of his own way and just and play a little bit more free instead of being a prisoner of his own play sheet yeah um real quick uh uh, Twin Empire was I get I didn't see if I was behind in the comments tonight. Um, he wanted the link. I'm assuming to come on here. I don't know. If, sometimes I get confused with you if they're talking to us or they're talking amongst each other, which is great. By the way, the chat was popping all night. Appreciate you guys for that. Uh, we are coming down to uh, shutting the shutting it down. But if you want if you want to come, me and P, we do this every Tuesdays Tuesday. at six thirty p.m. Pacific. Uh, if you want to come on as a guest on our next show and let us know how you feel about your points, you're welcome to come on, uh, Twin uh, Empire. Uh, we'll extend that invitation to you. Yeah. But unfortunately, it would have to be next week because uh, 
we're in the, we're already an hour, and we like to keep it cordial and we like to keep it respectful for all our viewers. Plus, it's Absolutely. two hours ahead. Twin knows he's always welcome. Twin knows that he's always welcome on my show as well. Uh, that's my bro. Like uh, uh, always. Like we might disagree on certain things, but but yeah, he's a great guy. Make sure that you give him a follow on. He has his YouTube channel. Him and his brother, uh, uh, the Bearded Bros. And then make sure you give him a follow on Twitter. He's great content. Yeah. What is what is his brother's name, or what is his uh, channel? Law. Uh, Law Nation. It's oh, okay. uh, it's a cowboy. He's yeah, a, no, he's no, a cowboy. No, I, I seen him I, yeah, on his show. Cowboy. Okay, he has a huge yeah. follow. Okay, great show, huge following. Like great, yeah, yeah just great, great show. And uh, him and Twin are fire on screen together. So like, make sure you check out those. Really? Guys. Oh yeah, they are great together. I I was watching uh, his brother before I even knew that was his brother. Uh, oh, uh, so uh, kudos to his brother because he got my yeah. intention. Uh, about his commentation about the oh, cowboy can't stand like the cowboys, but, but I'm I'm always yeah. a fan of listening to someone, even if they talk about the team I don't like, but they're making sense in what they're saying. I will listen exactly. to and educate myself on people's teams. I'm just not going to listen to weirdos or delusional fans, and I don't think his brother is one of them. So I've been watching no. it, and, and I've been subscribed to his brother way before I even knew. I just believe I found out today. I knew he had a brother that was a Cowboy fan, uh, and a contract, but I didn't know that was him. And now that I think okay. about it, when I see his brother now, I, I can see the resemblance. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if not, if anything, the beard. Real quick, I just want yeah. to shout out Laura Cat. Laura, I know you've been in here. I've been uh, dragging my feet on these comments. My apologies. 49er Eddie uh, popped in. Javier Rios popped in. Uh, we got great messages. Uh, Jesus M popped in. Uh, David McNiner popped in. I just want to acknowledge Damian Lee popped in and want to acknowledge everyone. Mm -hmm. Thank you for keeping the chat active. Thank you for being uh, uh, involved in the channel. Make sure to hit and subscribe, not just to my channel, Niner Sickness Podcast, but to uh, Niner Fanatic Podcast, which is Pete's channel, and also for Forever... Uh, God, so many names. Don't, don't tell me. Forever Faithful <laughs> podcast, which is Brandon's channel. I, I mean, I didn't do that disrespectfully. So many damn names, no I, get, I get confused. But look at their so exactly. similar. Ah, shut up. Uh, anyway, I'm giving you props. You know what? Don't follow Brandon. He only has like 200 people. Wow. No, just kidding. Uh, no, he Brandon's a cool guy. Make sure to follow him. Make sure to follow Pete. Uh, and if you yeah. have to unsubscribe from me to go follow them, then do it. Uh, they, they're doing we'll be great. live tomorrow, they're, by the way. They're doing great work over there. Follow them. Uh, Brandon just loves to sit there and look pretty in the camera and let everybody else talk, but he does that very well. So we got to give him credit. Look at that hey. smile. Hey, now. Hey, now. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in. This is the two OGs just talking 49er football with our guest tonight, Brandon. Thank you for coming in. And everybody, everybody out there, Thank you. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Until next time, we are out of here. Stay faithful. Remain faithful. Go Niners. And let's not fire nobody. Go Niners. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0.